0: Pastor Xavier Reese illustrates the all-powerful God of the Bible politely requests permission into your heart.
1: And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned yet more. The calm on the outside was taken care of. Listen. And he hardened his heart, he and his servants. God can calm the outside. What he can't calm is the inside. Against your will. That's the greater miracle. You
0: understand? Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Continuing our Simple Truths study series of the Old Testament book of Exodus, Pastor Xavier uses the ninth chapter and the continuing plagues upon Egypt to illustrate the never-ending grace of God. And whether it's the hard heart of Pharaoh of ancient Egypt or your heart today, Accepting God's long-suffering mercy and love is a choice that God continues to leave up to us. Let's listen. Four plagues have been poured out by God on Egypt up to this point. The
1: now was turned into blood. There were the frogs, the lice, and the flies. At the uh, fourth of flies, God separated the Hebrews from the Egyptians in chapter 8, verse 23, greater evidence that it wasn't just happenstance or just uh, natural phenomena. God was the one directing these plagues in judgment. And yet the heart of Pharaoh continues to fight against God, adding to his own herd. Pharaoh is hard not to crack. Four have been given. It's not enough. The fifth one is the plague of disease in verse 1 through 7. The sixth one is the plague of boils, 8 through 12. And the seventh one, which is the plague of hail 13 through 35. So you have the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. Notice that the commission of Moses to go to Pharaoh once more is given to us here in verse 1 through 4. And in verse 1, the command of Moses to deliver the message to Pharaoh directly from God. He's God's representative. The authority has not changed. The Lord Yahweh is sending Moses. And the purpose is clear. God wanted them to serve him, not Pharaoh under bondage. And so he's come to deliver them. Now, notice in verse 2, the warning about disobedience by Pharaoh comes. For if you refuse to let them go... This is the fourth ultimatum, promising retaliation by Yahweh. In verse 3, the consequences was the plague of disease. The source again is Yahweh, the hand of the Lord on the cattle, the field, the horses, the donkeys, in verse 3 there. The method would be a very severe pestilence. And the word pestilence here means a plague of marine, death on the cattle. The Hebrew livestock, notice in verse 4, would be exempt from the plague now, again like other times. God always distinguishes between those that are His and those that are not. So nothing shall die, it says in verse 4 there, of all that belongs to the children of Israel. The execution of the plague by God in verse 5 and 7, the exact time of the plague is stated because he's in charge. The Lord Yahweh pointed a set time. The deadline? Tomorrow. The Lord will do this thing in the land. Once again, God is merciful here. What does he do? He gives one day of repentance. You see, there, I can give you more evidence for God's patience And forgot to provide evidence before he brings judgment for the goodness of God. You understand? And the declaration was, so the Lord, Yahweh, did this thing on the next day. And all the livestock of the Egyptians died. But the livestock of the children of Israel, not one. Remember the frogs? Not one. Remember the lice? Not one. Everything exactly to the detail. This is miraculous. Verse 7, the Pharaoh sent Egyptians to verify the the health of the Hebrew livestock. So he sent his, his city inspectors. Investigation, they send, indeed, not one, not one of the livestock of the Israelis was dead. The retaliation of Pharaoh was what? But the heart of Pharaoh became hard. He did not let the people go. Kabad, heavy, insensible, dull. His own doing. God has nothing to do with Pharaoh making decisions against God. Be careful of accusing God in that. It'll be more clear as as we move along. Fifth didn't do. The sixth plague comes with boils. Verse 8 and 9, the command by Yahweh to Moses and Aaron comes. The method was prescribed by Yahweh unannounced due to Pharaoh's disobedience. Like the third plague lies completing the second cycle of threes. The instruction the Lord Yahweh said to Moses, take for yourselves a handful of ashes from the furnace. The application, let Moses scatter it to the heavens in the sight of Pharaoh, the goddess of the air. Isis, he has no power against God, he controls the air, the outcome would be the plague in verse 9, the power of God would be evident, it will become fine dust in all the land of Egypt, the judgment of God would be for the first time endangering humans, notice, and it will cause boils to break out on sores on man and beast throughout all the land of Egypt. The judgment fell immediately, it says, and they caused boils to break out and sores on man and beast. The word boils means inflamed spots, eruptions, sores means blisters. And notice in verse 11, the Egyptians alone were struck. The magicians were struck with great pain. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils were on the magicians. So all of a sudden, these religious men who are so powerful, they're not powerful anymore. And by the way, now they're unclean. And they're unclean. They can't do the service of the temple. So the service of building is gone. The Nile has been struck. You've got all kinds of stuff with the frogs. You've got lies. You've got everything else. I mean, one by one, Egypt is coming to a screeching halt. You understand? The boils were all over the Egyptians, verse 11 says. Yahweh allowed the first three to affect Egyptian and Hebrews. Yahweh set apart the land, Goshen. On the fourth plague in chapter 8, verse 22, and then Yahweh gave the reason in order that you may know that I am the Lord Yahweh in the midst of the land. It is I who's doing this. It's not natural phenomena. Your gods aren't rebelling. This is me. And so the rebellious heart of Pharaoh was respected by God. Keep that in mind. Verse 12. The Lord Yahweh strengthened Pharaoh in his decision. To not yield. Listen to the words. But, sharp contrast. But, the Lord Yahweh hardened the heart of Pharaoh. This is the first time, the only time, the first time that we see it here. That God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. He makes it firm. All along to this point, the hardening of heart has been Pharaoh's doing by his own will. Now he says, I respect your choice. And I strengthen you in that position. God will not force you to obey. God will not force you to believe. God will not force you to go to heaven. In fact, he will respect your choice, which is a very dangerous thing. The result was the same defiance as always. He did not heed them just as the Lord Yahweh has spoken Moses. There are eight refusals by Pharaoh. God knew it all along by his foreknowledge. But never think that foreknowledge means that God makes a person do evil because then God would be unjust. Yet God, by his goodness and mercy, gave opportunity for the repentance of what? The other Egyptians right here. Pharaoh's hard. Some of the servants are hard. But there's others who are not. So you never have to worry that God's going to punish you for someone else's sin. The sixth plague of boils did not cause the heart of Pharaoh to repent. And so the seventh comes. 13 through 35 is the longest. The commission of Moses to go to Pharaoh, once again, 13 and 14. The specific time was indicated. In 13, then the Lord Yahweh said to Moses, rise up early in the morning, stand before Pharaoh. Just as the first and the fourth time that began the first two cycles in 7.15 and 8.20. Now notice the authority and message again to be communicated is the same. Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, let my people go to serve me. And that's the beauty of Christianity it never changes. It's the same. The first century church, the church in Palestine today. And if the Lord tarries 200 more years, those that are faithful will be preaching and teaching the same thing. You understand? It's not a religion. It's God's revelation for lost man to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The purpose of the message in verse 14 was to communicate that the Lord was going to pour out His remaining plagues. A line has been crossed. The plagues would intensify. The severity of the judgment being full force. For at this time I will send all my plagues. The plagues were due to Pharaoh's hard heart. And his people. For your heart. Your servant's heart. Your people. And the purpose is clear. His gods were powerless. That you may know. That there is none like me. In all the earth. From this point on, Pharaoh would experience eight weeks of hell till the exodus in April. Not that he hasn't experienced it already, but it's going to get worse. But in the midst of all this, the mercy of God to Pharaoh is given in verses 15 through 17. Listen to what he says. Now, if I had stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, then you would have been cut off from the earth. In other words, up to this point, no human life had been targeted for death, only animals. The word for pestilence means the disease for the livestock. It's the same word that is used. Now it's going to touch man. So God really saying, you know, I really haven't given you what you deserve. This is mercy. Whoa. And God was being patient and methodical about it for two reasons. And he gives it to you in verse 16. Don't miss them. First, to make Pharaoh a historical example. But indeed, for this purpose, I have raised you up that I may show my power in you. A historical example. Everybody knows about Pharaoh, even the pagan. They know the story. Second, to make this historical event known to the world that Yahweh is the only God. Listen to him. And then my name is may be declared in all the earth. Paul quotes this in Romans 9, 17, and 18. Now, many people, especially they're Calvinists, they take that to say that God made Pharaoh this way. No, 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 you can't. In fact, Paul says Pharaoh was a clay, God was a potter. And some people say, well, why is God judging me if he's made me this way? I'm doing it, and you're attributing your sin to God. No! Sovereignty never means that he makes you evil. Sovereignty and foreknowledge just says if you're going to be evil... And he chooses you an example to warn others. But he doesn't make you evil. If he makes you evil, make you do bad things, then how can he judge you for it? He wouldn't be a good God. He couldn't be a a benevolent God. He'd be a terrible God. He's merciful, sovereign, for knowing. Look at 17. The present condition of Pharaoh's heart, despite the evidence and patience of Yahweh, is stated Pharaoh was proud, as yet you exalt yourself against my people. Pharaoh was rebellious in that you will not let them go. Wow. The warning of God the Pharaoh and his people are in 18 through 21. In 18, God warned Pharaoh of the coming hail. The time is stated, behold, tomorrow, about this time I will cause very heavy hail and rain come down. The intensity is described such as has not been in Egypt since the founding until now. The delta had about 10 inches average, if they're lucky. Uh, but the upper region, maybe one inch. Most of the time, none. So this is not a natural phenomenon. <laughs> Lightning, it doesn't happen there. Look at 19. God warned the Egyptians to shelter their animals. Out of all this, here's mercy again. The provision was for protection. Therefore, send now and gather your, your, your livestock and all that you have in the field. The reason being, human life would now be targeted for the first time. For the hell shall come down on every man, every animal, which is found in the field and is not brought into the home. And they shall die, he says. In 20, you have those who believe. This is always the way it is. He who feared the word of the Lord, Yahweh, among the servants of Pharaoh, made his servant and his livestock flee to the houses. They live. They believe God's revelation, God's word. Well, I can't believe, you know, a God of love and all that. Well, then get a helmet. (laughs) Because there's there's hail coming. (laughs) The ones who did not believe, in verse 21. But he who did not regard the word of the Lord Yahweh left his servants and his livestock in the field. And what happened? They died. You going to blame God? Plenty of warning, isn't there? And whenever somebody perishes... Whether you know it or not, there's been plenty of warning. Plenty of opportunity. No one goes to hell and is surprised when they end up there. Think about it. In 22, Yahweh gave Moses the command. The symbolic gesture indicates divine authority. The Lord Yahweh said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards the heavens, that there may be hail on all the land of Egypt. Moses now is the instrument, not Aaron, in this third cycle. The outcome was an all-encompassing effect on man, beast, and on every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And so in 23, Yahweh brought the hail plague. The instrument again is human. Moses stretched out his rod towards heaven. The detailed description was given. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail. Any of you ever see this? Isn't normal? The severe intensity was also given. So very heavy that there was none like it in the land of Egypt since it became a nation. The extent of the hail was devastation. Twenty-five and twenty-six. First on the Egyptians, and the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt. All that was in the field, both of beasts, and the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. Notice the all is limited to the field, because the locust, in effect, will affect all the land in chapter 10 verse 15. So there's no contradiction if you look examine the context and see what's going on here. Very important. Now on the Hebrews in 26, only in the land of Goshen where the children of Israel were, there was no what? Hail. Just like before. And so in 27 the confession of Pharaoh is given to us. Pharaoh sent and called Moses and Aaron and said to them, "I have sinned this time. <laughs> Again, he is measuring his sin by the consequences on him, right? That's how people usually do. You know, they're out there messing around, and they're busting that. They, oh, yeah, I got away with it. Oh, yeah, I'm cool, this and that. And, things. and then when they really get it, they go, I'm over my head. I bit off more. I can chew. But see, it's not till they're over the head or they got a mouthful of gravel, and they say. But they still don't mean that they did bad. It's just that they're not in control any longer. The expression, I have sinned this time, means that he did not think he sinned before. Pharaoh was being false again. Notice, the Lord Yahweh is righteous, and my people and I are wicked. But he's done this before in chapter 8, 8 and 8, 25 through 28. We see this evidence all around us all the time. People promise, I'll never do that again. I'm going to straighten up. Or I'm going to walk with God. Or I'm never going to do that again. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to do this that. He asked for intercession and treat the Lord Yahweh that there may be no more mighty thundering in hail, for it is enough. And he concedes to the release. I will let you go and you shall stay no longer. The response of Moses was assurance that the plagues would cease. Is Moses being taken in? No, watch. The time is stipulated in 29. So Moses said to him, as soon as I have gone out of the city, I'll spread my hands to the Lord Yahweh. The thunder will cease. There will be no more hell. And the purpose is crucial. Listen, that you may know that the earth is the Lord Yahweh's. Give that to gore. The earth belongs to the Lord. (laughs) He'll take care of it. Notice the warning by Moses reveals he was not taken in by Pharaoh's lie. Look at 30. But as for you, you and your servants, I know that you will not yet fear the Lord Yahweh God. How did Moses know because God told him there's no other way Moses could know, right now, being the factor there's been case after case, and there's a good potential that i I, I won't believe you, but for me to know certain if you're not going to believe this next time, it's only that God would tell me it's the only way I can assure it. Notice the condition of the land of Egypt it was described in thirty one and thirty two in thirty one the partial destruction is given now the flax and the barley were struck for the barley was And the head of the flax was in bud. The flax means the blossom in late January, early February. Barley is the ear in March, used for food for horses, manufacturing of beer, and bread for the poor. The remaining destruction would come later, but the wheat and the spell were not struck, for they are late crops. It would be in April. We'll get to them with the locusts. Notice the detail the more detail you add, the more you're be proven wrong or there's a mistake. <laughs> the stopping of the plague by Moses then happened in 33. First comes the prayer. So Moses went up to the city from Pharaoh, spread out his hand to the Lord Yahweh. The answer? Then the thunder and the hail ceased and the rain was not poured on the earth. Wow. The relief again caused Pharaoh to what? Renege his word. The calm in Egypt is described. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased. He sinned yet more. The calm on the outside was taken care of. But the storm in the Egyptians listened, and he hardened his heart, he and his servants. God can calm the outside. What he can't calm is the inside against your will. That's the greater miracle, you understand? For God to calm the wind, for God to do a miracle, it was no big deal. But for him to calm the evilness of your heart, he needs your permission, your repentance. Pretty heavy, isn't it? The word hard is kabod, heavy, dull, insensible by his own doing. The feudal rebellion, so the heart of Pharaoh was hard. Neither would he let the children of Israel go as the Lord Yahweh has spoken. Now the word chazag means to grow strong, firm, rigid, Again, by his own will. Pretty heavy. One of the attributes of God is mercy, less than we deserve later on we get to Moses in Exodus 34 6 says the Lord God is merciful gracious long-suffering abounding in goodness and truth keeping mercy to thousands forgiving iniquity and transgressions of sin and by no means clearing the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children the children the third to fourth generation what does that mean? that means if you as a parent are still in your sin you're living for yourself you're living apart from God your children are going to be worse sinners than you and if they don't repent their children will be worse than them and it keeps going down but there has to be a break in sin my brother myself my sister, we broke that sin in our generation. We became Christians. It's talking about you breaking the chain. God's not going to hold you responsible for the sins of your father. You have a choice to be by, like your father, a sinner, or a godly young man or young lady. And vice versa. Ezekiel eighteen thirty three. Very, very simple. Very clear. And now mercy always deals with pity and compassion to the less fortunate To those who are downtrodden. And he is very compassionate towards the sinner. Because the sinner cannot help himself. But God is willing to help him. If he will acknowledge his sinfulness. And there's only hope in him. You understand? It is a choice ladies and gentlemen. God provides enough evidence. That he gives plenty of time for opportunity for repentance. We've already mentioned Noah 120 years. God knew no one would repent. He could have just picked them up, took them to heaven, destroyed the whole world, and dropped them back down. But there's plenty of evidence God is patient, right? 120 years. We know that he warned Israel over and over again through Isaiah, Jeremiah, and many of the prophets about going into Babylon. They didn't believe him. They went into Babylon. God has warned the world about his second coming and judgment, but people scoff at it. They're indifferent today because of all the terrorism and everything else. People don't want to make any judgments like that straight ahead. You know, we have to be careful. We shouldn't just speak and, and, and say things without being able to back them up. But um, you be careful that you're not intimidated by those to speak the gospel. Peter says in 2 Peter 3 3 through 7 says, knowing this first, the scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? So people reject the Noah flood even in Peter's day. They rejected the day, they reject the second coming. And God coming in judgment. You understand? Revelation 9, 20 and 21. Listen. But the rest of mankind, who were not killed by these plagues, as you know, seven trumpets, seven seals, there's plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands, and they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, and stone and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders, of their sorceries, Of their sexual immorality or their thefts. Ladies and gentlemen, there's gonna be so much evidence during the Great Tribulation. This is the response of the majority of the heart of men. You understand? The seventh plague of hell did not cause the heart of Pharaoh to repent. The problem is not hard evidence, the problem is hard hearts. And so here you have the next three plagues of judgment. Brings us to seven out of ten. The fifth plague, of disease. The sixth plague, boils. The seventh plague, hail. But he's still not willing. How about you?
0: Pastor Xavier Reese, closing with a fitting challenge, not to reject, but accept the saving grace of God by inviting in Jesus Christ, who stands knocking at the door of your heart. Now, just before we close, let me mention that copies of today's study, titled Pharaoh's Heart of Stone, are available on CD for just $4. And this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is simply Pharaoh's Heart of Stone, or just mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths,